verse 9 tonight. We've come to the end of a year's ministry here at Welbeck Road Evangelical Church. Uh, Rotas for 2023 have finished and new rotas are being drawn up for the new year. New wall calendars have been put up uh, to map, to plan out ministry for the year, for the weeks. You <laughs> said the years, I'm not that I'm organized. Uh, for the weeks and the months ahead of us. And so for this last slot of Bible ministry for 2023, I wanted to share just a few thoughts with you from this passage of Paul's letter to the Galatians. The basic thrust of the letter is that Paul is wanting to remind them that salvation from God is not something that can be earned by doing good works, by trying to keep God's law. Rather, what God offers us in Jesus Christ is to be received by faith alone, in Christ alone. And Paul will elaborate that throughout his letter. He writes some very important things. Uh, all of it's important, obviously, but in the context of that theme, he writes, for example, in chapter 3, verse 11, it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. And in verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. And the rest of the letter continues in that same vein of argument, showing us that it's not by our works, it's not by what we do, that we have what we have as Christians, but through faith in Jesus Christ, Paul goes on to say, we are clothed with Christ's righteousness. We are made heirs of the covenant promises to Abraham. We're adopted as children of God. We're enabled by the Holy Spirit to live in the Spirit and to bear the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And we looked at that in our most recent midweek series, The Fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. These are the sorts of aspects that Paul covers in this letter, but it's as we stand on the edge of another year of ministry, as we stand on the, other, on the edge of another season of following rotas and of living out our faith in Jesus Christ, I'd like us to look together at what Paul says in chapter 6, verse 9. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. What does Paul mean by doing good? Well, the context would suggest he means acts of kindness, acts of love towards others. For example, the very next verse, verse 10 says, So then, 
as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. So there you have it, arguably. Certainly the primary point of what Paul is saying is that this matter of doing good to others, sorry, this matter of, of doing good is that we do good to others. We express love and concern for them in a variety of ways. One old commentator writes like this, as thou art able and while thou art able and when thou art able, do good. As thou art able, while thou art able, when thou art able, do good. But it's Paul's encouragement to us to not grow weary in doing good that I would like us to focus on for a while this evening. Not growing weary or persevering or enduring to the end. These are phrases that are regularly used in Scripture, whatever the good is that we're involved in doing. For example, in, in 2 Thessalonians 3.13, do not grow weary in doing good. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. We could lose heart, but we do not lose heart, Paul's writing. So whether it's helping others like it is in this context of Paul's to the church of Galatia or, or whether it's Christian service of some sort, Christian ministry of some sort, but as we begin a, a new year of ministry, a, a new year of service, a new year of living the Christian life, let's acknowledge how it can become wearisome Otherwise, Paul wouldn't have written that. It can become wearisome. Even the great apostle Paul himself recognized that. He said, let us not grow weary of doing good. Not you, because I'm an apostle. I'm a, an ap apostles never grow weary. You mustn't grow weary. I'm fine. No, he says, let us. Even he recognized that the Christian life, Christian service and ministry is tiring work. And we can be tempted to become discouraged, tempted to slack off, or even, as you see at the end of the verse, tempted even to give up altogether. So why might doing good, why might serving God and others <clears throat> become wearisome well firstly possibly because of physical exhaustion physical exhaustion when a ministry begins or when an opportunity to do something new for someone else begins there's a buzz about it and we've experienced that in 2023 We've had conversations after Sunday meetings where people have shared with me what they're doing, what started for them, and there's a buzz, there's an excitement in their eyes as I've spoken to them. And the excitement of it stirs them up. Maybe a, a team is formed, and the team becomes excited about this new opportunity of doing good. 
And so maybe for the first few weeks you're running on the buzz. But then the buzz begins to fizzle. <laughs> as the weekly or maybe the daily service tires you out. Because yes, the spirit is always willing. I know that. I see that. Yet the body ages. The body tires. It can be physically tiring maintaining a good work. Maintaining a ministry and then to think of starting it again in the new year. Secondly, maybe it's spiritual exhaustion that is causing the weariness or that could cause the weariness. Like when doubt sets in and those of us who have experienced that, it is like a rot. It eats through enthusiasm and it kills enthusiasm. When our enemy comes alongside us and sows those seeds of confusion in our minds and we question whether God really did call us to this good work, whether he really did want us to begin this good work or this ministry or whatever. But having such a, an unsettled mind or a, a, a divided heart can, can exhaust someone in their service for the Lord. It, it slowly wears away the enthusiasm to begin another year of doing good. A third reason for possibly growing weary in Christian service could be that, well, we just don't see any fruit from it. We don't see any return for all the effort we're putting into it. And so week after week of pretty much doing the same thing, going to the same place, seeing and helping the same person, or preparing Bible studies and sermons and lessons week after week or whenever it is that your name appears on the rota. But after all the effort and all the sacrifices made in doing what you did, and there's no apparent result from it. There's no obvious fruit from it. As one pastor once said to me, I could be stood here saying, fish and chips, fish and chips, fish and chips and get the same result from preaching the Bible. It's hard. It's hard to press on. After a while, weariness can set in, and you begin to think of giving up. There's more reasons, I'm sure. Fourthly, finally, though, maybe someone will grow weary from doing good, from serving in the church because of opposition to their work. The the snide comments made about their work, overly critical remarks made that come from a bitter heart, a heart in those who ought to know better, in those who ought to support the person. We can grow weary in our ministry, in our work, in our service. Obviously, when Paul says, let us not grow weary, some of those reasons for why someone might become weary, it, it, it may be that person has to give up a certain good work. They have to. I'm getting tired at Trekkers. I mean, when we play Duck, Duck, Goose on a Thursday night, I am finding it 
Carl's laughing because he sees this. I'm more and more difficult to get up off the floor. Yeah. I'm almost begging, please don't pick me. Because if I have to get up off the floor quickly, I'm going to hurt myself. There will come a time when I, cannot no, I can no longer do trekkers. I can't imagine that now, but it's inevitable. Does Paul mean, David, you can never, you can never give up trekkers? <laughs> you can never give up trekkers. That's not what he means. If that were to be taken absolutely literally, then no one would ever retire. No one would ever step back from any Christian service. What Paul is doing here is he's given a, a general encouragement for all believers to persevere in their life, to persevere in doing whatever good the Lord brings into their lives. As that old commentator said, as thou art able, and while thou art able, and when thou art able, let us not grow weary in doing good. So how can we step into the new year better prepared against the tendency to become weary? How can we hinder weariness? Well, first of all, look at what Paul reminds us of in our doing good. For in due season, we will reap. In other words, remember that Christian ministry, Christian service is like a farmer. I don't know how you view your work, but we need to look at it from an agricultural point of view. The farmer who goes out into the field to sow his seed, he, he doesn't expect there to be a harvest straight away. But he does it expecting there will be a harvest in due season. So we're to think agriculturally of our good work of our ministry, of our Christian service. And, and there's two things that, that pop out of that, really. First of all, if, if we give up sowing, if we give up service, if we give up ministry and doing good, then there'll be no harvest. We're looking to a harvest, you see. We're looking for a harvest. But if we do not sow, if we give up, hopelessly, that's the sense here, hopelessly give up, there will definitely be no harvest. We can't expect a harvest, we can't uh, expect a, a, a reaping if we don't sow the seed. And yet remember, as the parable teaches us, not all seed will fall on good ground. There will be some ministry, there will be some service that doesn't produce the kind of result we're looking for. We're always looking to win, aren't we? We're always looking to persuade people towards the Lord Jesus. But actually, for some, it may harden them towards the Lord Jesus even more. We don't want that. But that's a result, in a sense, from the Lord's perspective. We are still to persevere in Christian service for our sowing is what God will use. He says, Paul says, we will reap a harvest. 
Secondly, as you read in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 2, there is a time to sow and there is a time to reap. It's quite possible that it won't be for a while yet before we see any result from all the work that's been done in 2023. It may not come for a long time. There have been some wonderful signs of encouragement to spur us on into the new year. We think of those various ministries that have started, the ministries that have been maintained in this past year. Think of the well. That seems to be our champion at the minute. The well and all the contacts that have been made through the well, people who have come to us from the well. These are good things that encourage us to press on into that new year. Think of our relationship with Welbeck Academy. It is becoming closer. They speak highly of us. They're fond of us and so forth. That's a good thing to, to give thanks to God for, and it encourages us to press on into somehow ministering more in that school behind us. Think of how young life has grown. Think of how the young mum's Bible study has started again. Think of all the new faces that have joined us on a Sunday. These are encouraging signs for what God has used us in here at Welbeck Road. We are grateful, as it were, for those green shoots. But the harvest from all of that, the harvest, where we see people coming to faith and, and joining the church and serving in the church and committing to the church, that may not come for a while yet. Some of you will remember Naomi Radcliffe, and she uh, attended the church that we used to go to back in Otley uh, when her father, Martin Woodier, was there. And every now and again, there would be a, a uh, you know, what song do you want to sing tonight? And there'd be a, just open your hymn book or get the old acetates out of the cupboard and stick them on the overhead projector, you know? back in those days, and the first, usually the first person to request a song was Naomi. And always her first choice was, there will be showers of blessing. Remember that hymn? There will be showers of blessing. There shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. And that's our plead, is it not? It's nice to see new faces on a Sunday, and that's great. But we're looking to make disciples, aren't we? Disciples committed followers of Jesus Christ who will go on then to make further disciples of Jesus Christ. That harvest may not come for a while yet, but we plead for those showers of blessing to come. John Brown, an old commentator, writes, Christians frequently act like children in reference to this harvest they would sow and reap 
in the same day. It may be that the harvest isn't fully registered until Christ comes again. And, and only then do we see the result of all our labor. I think of what James writes, James 5, verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. And it may be that is when the Lord Jesus Christ returns that we see the outcome of all that we have persevered through, through all the good works and the ministry and the service. The good works, remember, from our series in Ephesians, which God prepared beforehand for you. So these are appointed good works that God has called us to, and therefore we see the purpose in that, and therefore we look for the result of that. Yes, God is a purposeful God. He has appointed good works for us to do, and therefore there must be an outcome to it but maybe not for a while. Maybe not, in fact, until Christ comes again. But I think God would encourage us this evening by what Paul writes here, in due season you will reap. You will reap. Or, or as we heard from that song, there will be showers of blessing. And that's at our encouragement. How else can we be better prepared against the tendency to become weary from service, from good works, from ministry? Well, think of the writer to the Hebrews and how he encourages his readers. Hebrews 10, verse 24. Let us consider, he says, how to stir, one another, how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So do you see there from that verse how persevering in good works is linked with meeting together? Meeting together so as to stir one another up to continue in doing good works and ministry and service. Apparently, one of the happiest countries in the world is Denmark. I don't know if you agree with that, but apparently it is so. One of the happiest, apparently the happiest, is Austria. There you go. <laughs> Look at my wife, because we're hoping to go there soon. But being so northern, they have those long winters, don't they? I don't know what it's called in terms of, you know, the, the solace and all of that, but they're often in the dark. And... Uh, the Danes make it through those dark winter months by gathering together often with friends to, to share a meal, to share time together. They, they have a word for the feelings associated with those meetups. It's called huga. There you go. <laughs> huga. Huga helps them. It offsets the impact of of less sunshine and the impact of that. 
less sunshine than other countries at lower latitudes. But by sharing fellowship together with loved ones, around a table, around a meal, or just meeting up with others, it, it strengthens their heart, their minds, to press on through those difficult winter months. Uga, there is a huga to be had when God's people regularly meet up. Meet up around God's word or meet up for fellowship. But they intentionally look to stir one another up, to persevere in good works, in Christian ministry, in Christian service, to give a word of encouragement to someone you know of, you hear of, you see even who is growing weary in their good work, in their ministry. But it's as we meet together, and listen, it's as we talk honestly with one another about possibly growing weary, about possibly becoming tired of this, even, dare I say, fed up of this Christian ministry. But as we speak honestly with one another, we can verbally, we can practically, we can prayerfully support one another. As Paul writes in Galatians 6 verse 2, and bear one another's burdens. Finally, how else can we hinder such weariness? Well, think of Isaiah 40 and how the prophet there encourages God's people to put their hope in the Lord. He writes in verse 29, the Lord gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. How to apply that to our situation here as we begin a new year is to remember on the edge of a new year, we will not make it through another year of ministry, another year of service if we, if we set out presuming we have the strength in ourselves to not grow weary, to finish the rota, to finish another year of serving God here. But these verses from Isaiah 40, they remind us that it is the Lord who renews strength. Obviously, we're hoping that folk having been away over the Christmas holiday, that will, I'm sure, will have been helpful for those who are weary. It'll be good for workers to come back from a fortnight's rest to see their name on the list and know when they're doing what or whatever. But friends, remember, ultimately, it is the Lord who gives strength to the weary. It is Him we rely on to get up each day or to come to whatever meeting or to go to whatever place and meet whoever it is. It's the Lord who gives us the strength to do that and persevere in that. So let's either keep our hope in Him or maybe for someone here tonight, begin to put your hope in Him for Him to renew you and enable you day by day and week by week. Friends, let's not give up the good work that God has prepared for us to do
in this new year. But remember that in due season, there will be a harvest. I finish with that one more verse. Paul writing to the church in Corinth, after having told them of the great victory that Christ has won for us through his resurrection. He has defeated death. He has conquered death. And now he is seated on high. Paul writes and says, thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, and that's an important word, because of what Christ has done for us on the cross, through his resurrection, through his ascension, and now through his heavenly intercession for us, therefore, my dear friends, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not Let's pray together as we close. Father, we pray for that strength that you give to the weary, the strength to enable us, Lord, to press on each day. Father, help us then in the various things you've called us to, in the work that you have appointed us to, the very reason that you've brought us here to Welbeck Road, the ministry, the service, the help to others, Lord, you have prepared for us to do. Lord, help us to do it all to your glory, to do it fully. Help us to remember, Lord, that you will give us all we need to face these difficulties. Bless us as we begin then a new year. Truly refresh us as we come out of this time of rest Lord, help us as we take up the mantle again, as we put our hands again on the plough. Lord, help us to do it afresh with your anointing, your strength, your grace. And Lord, give us indeed that patience to wait, the farmer-like patience, knowing that one day, Lord, you will take even what you have done through us, but you will use it to fulfill your purposes here on earth. We ask for your help then in Jesus' name. Amen.